Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you tune in, tuning in from. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, as you can see just here. Uh, this is the alternative to the crappy lying BBC, the bullish Bitcoin channel. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget to smash the like button. Don't forget to share this out with anybody that you know. Uh, don't forget to retweet it if you're on Twitter. Repost it if you are on Nostra. Uh, I did see Casso. Casso, thank you. I got that message. I will check that out. I am on Nostra. But I'm not massively active over there yet, being an old boomer, doing my best to get my head around it. Welcome, everyone. I can see people joining. Uh, and yes, you are correct. We had a clock change here in the UK. We rolled it back an hour into British winter time. Not looking forward to that. Uh, so, welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm going to get the preliminaries out of the way really quickly. Disclaimer. No financial advice. You're not going to find it here. You're not going to get charts, TA, nothing like that. Price predictions, it ain't happening. Go find another channel. Uh, check out all of my work at ukbitcoinmaster.com. Over 600 live streams there. Bitcoininterviews.com. Over 80 live interviews with some of the greatest minds in Bitcoin and finance in the world today, actually. So well worth checking those out. I've interviewed Jeff Booth, Greg Foss, Preston Pish, Natalie Brunel, just to name a handful. Breed loves there. Crikey, they're all over there. Check them out, people. I strongly encourage you. I also strongly encourage you to get your coins off exchanges, because if they are on an exchange, you don't own those coins. They do. Uh, I don't do consultations, but I'm open if anybody wants a consultation to help anybody learn how to self-custody their Bitcoin uh, safely and securely if you use a Trezor. I am not a general person that can consult on everything. I don't want to. I'm just saying I would help anybody um, for a few Satoshis uh, make sure they get their coins off exchanges. Um, beyond that, let me just get rid of that one. I would also say go over and that's really weird. Uh, you can see that there. Just bear with me a moment. I seem to have some kind of an issue here. Um, so I would say go over, go to my social media links. I'm going to do this as I'm talking to you. And I would encourage you to follow me somewhere else. There we go. That's got rid of it. As a, Not just this channel, because I've had this channel taken down once, people. And I'm telling you now, it could happen again. So I would encourage you to go into the show notes, click on the Linktree link and follow me somewhere else in case. I would also encourage you all to get on the Orange Pill app. I've had loads of people, loads that have followed this show that have set up an account, but I know they haven't subscribed. Uh, maybe you're scared to, I don't know. You can try it out for one month for $2 or £2.99. Um, it's brilliant. I love it. That's not just because I've got a show. It's because I've connected with people like Natalie Brunel, BTC Sessions. There are loads. Knut Svanum's over there. Um, Gigi's over there. There's so many great Bitcoiners on the Orange Pill app. If you use the link in the show notes, you get 10,000 free sats as well once you subscribe, a proper paid subscription. So do check that out. And then lastly here, don't get scammed. You may see something like this in my chat when you respond or you leave a message in the comments. It ain't me. You may see something like this. It ain't me, people. You need to understand that. Okay, so that said, 
Uh, what I want to do is very, very quickly get the show underway. Before I do, as I always do, let's have a quick look and see who we've got in the house. Um, as this grows, I wouldn't be able to do this, but Johnny Midas is with us. Uh, welcome, Johnny. Maybe you're not still here, but you were earlier. John G's in the house. Stephen Redding. Uh, McLovin, good to see you. G Squared. Uh, who else have we got? Um, uh, Chazoid is with us. Elaine, Mrs. UK. Glad you're feeling a bit better, sweetheart. JB Bitcoin is in the house. Casso. Um, who else have we got? Yorkie Bitcoiners with us. MW coming in from a Spanish island somewhere. Uh, Jersey Bean, Bram VDB, Dave0126. Uh, welcome, everyone. It is great to have you all in the house. But please, please, please do share this. Do retweet it. Do repost it on Nostra, whatever you're doing, so we can get more eyeballs on this show. If you want to get my attention for anything, type in at UK Bitcoin Master then a message, and it will light up in orange for me, not you, for me. Naples, Florida, is that where you are? Bitcoin Meister's in the house as well. Good to see you, Adam, as always. Okay, so I'm going to get into some of the news. Now, because I only go live uh, twice a week, of course, many of you that are hardened Bitcoiners, you're all over this information that I'm going to cover with you. You've probably seen it on many podcasts. But it would be wrong for me not to at least talk about this. So we're going to go to the desktop and we're going to have a look at what we've got going on. And when I talk about then they fight you, you remember that stage? Well, maybe this is going on. I don't know what's going on here, but something is definitely going on. And this is to do with the war that's taking place or the uprising or whatever it is going on out between Israel and, and Gaza, Hamas, whatever it might be. I've got no viewpoint on it whatsoever because I don't understand it all. I, it's just... It just seems like waste of money, waste of life and everything else. But, you know, you all have your views on it. But for me, the bit that really staggered me being a Bitcoiner is how the Wall Street Journal actually wrote a report and said, as you can see here, that um, PIJ-linked wallets received 93 million over a time frame um, in funding for terrorism. Uh, through cryptocurrency. And I think it was, I believe it was Parker Lewis or was it Nick Carter? One of them, they wrote a piece on Twitter and it went viral. And I love the fact that Bitcoiners came out in force and pushed the right buttons. And finally, the Wall Street Journal came out and made some kind of correction in the article. But for me, to you guys, it turns out that it wasn't 93 million. It was 450,000, which is a fraction of all of that law. And yeah, if Bitcoiners hadn't have pushed back on this, maybe just maybe this would have stood and the Wall Street Journal wouldn't have retracted it, etc., etc. So, you know, we've got to do our bit. It's so important that each of us does our, in quotes, little bit to ensure that they don't win this war and we've got to win it, if that makes sense. You got this one, cap on bankers' bonuses in the UK to be scrapped. You know, 
here we are again. The corrupt bankers get richer and richer and richer. And in the UK, they've now removed or are removing a cap on these huge bonus that these bankers get, which I just find deplorable, disgusting when the common man is struggling to put his or her central heating on to keep warm in the winter months. They can't afford food or petrol in their car, gas, whatever you call it in the US, um, you know, and yet these bankers get richer and richer and richer. And that is what I love that Bitcoin does. It fights back. And this fight is going on, for want of a better word, and it's going to play out over days, weeks, months and years. But if we keep pushing as a collective, I believe we will win. You've also got stuff like this going on. Kraken is just begin, beginning to notify its customers that it will start sending their data to the IRS in the US uh, this November. Uh, cryptocurrency exchange Kraken is sending a letter to clients notifying that after a, losing a lengthy court case, they will need to turn over sensitive data to the inland revenue after a legal battle that began in May 2021. Surfacing on Reddit this week, the letter follows a summons from the IRS and is part of an ongoing effort by tax authorities to access information related to cryptocurrency transactions. So, you know, the thumbnail had three bullet points, but I've got way more bullet points. But one of the bullet points that is on the thumbnail that I find crazily, crazily disturbing is that currently in the UK, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but the bill has been pushed through Parliament, I believe, that allows uh, police officers to seize Bitcoin if they think it's linked to criminal activity without conviction. And it's really funny because I believe it was Stephen put something in the chat earlier, if I can find it. There you go, Stephen. If you'd have typed in UK Bitcoin Master, then that message, even though it was 10 minutes ago, I'd find it easily. Now I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Um, I'm wondering what you're going to say about the police. My mate had his ledger taken off him. He bought a new one and got his funds back. You know, that, that's great news, Stephen. What that tells me is they may have taken his ledger from him, but they didn't have a damn clue what to do with it. But the point is, be mindful that they're out there and they're pushing these bills and laws through so that they will come and take your crypto. So, Ensure that you have what I call adversarial thinking at all times to be one step ahead of them because it's coming. Now, that said, you've got this one uh, from the Financial Conduct Authority. Crypto firms are breaching new UK promotion rules about 13 times a day. Now, good or bad, I don't know because it's crypto. OK, and maybe, you know, we want the crappy crypto pump and dump schemes that do run off and rip people off, you know, from their hard earned life savings to be taken down and go under. But of course, you know, they're lumping Bitcoin in with it. And I guess that's the, the worrying concern, um, you know. But again, I think we've just got to be mindful of this is going on. This is all part of <clears throat> excuse me, what I believe is the then they fight you stage. <clears throat> Hang on a second. Um, and I really do believe we are in that then they fight you stage. But ultimately, if we all work as a collective, the final stage in Gandhi's quote is then you win. 
So we are in that battle, and I believe it's going to get worse, and we've got to do what we can to be to ensure that they don't take our Bitcoin um, and have a strategy to exit your country quickly if you so need to. Uh, you've got this one. Um, again, which is a bit of a worry. Hardware wallet users rattled by rise in phishing emails pointing to a fake Trezor website. Here's the thing. Number one, and I get this from Bitcoin Meister, never, ever, 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 ever click on a link in an email. Never. Okay. Always go to the source directly. Um, never click on the link to go to Trezor. You should have a Trezor suite anyway, so you shouldn't need to go to a fake Trezor website. You should actually access it through your um, Trezor suite. Uh, but the point is, just by me trying to highlight that a little bit on my show, hopefully some noobs might find this show and then they might see this and think, I'll be mindful of that in the future. And that is why I show, you know, news articles like this one. But then you start to look at where Bitcoin is going. And here's one from the block. Bitcoin dominance hits multi-year high as altcoins underperform. Okay, here's the thing. This is just a personal belief, so nobody beat me up on this, right? You've all got your own views. If you've got some alternative crypto, some um, poop coins, as I call them, that's your call. Me, I believe Bitcoin will eat all of them's lunch. I believe one or two may survive. Um, I'm not even going to name them, um, but I believe that Bitcoin is the, I've said this a million times, have I not, the one shot that humanity has got uh, hard, sound money to get rid of the corruption in the world. None of those other coins are going to do that, people. And all those altcoins, in my opinion, are sapping the adoption out of Bitcoin or they're slowing down Bitcoin's adoption because what they do is pump and dump the regular person and then the news mainstream media put they always look for these juicy articles, you know, British man loses 35,000 in Bitcoin, you know, and they they sort of they, they they flower that up as if Bitcoin is the corrupt and it's a scammer that scammed them out of their money. So just be mindful. I'm a firm believer that will Bitcoin will eat their lunch over time, but it's going to be over time. Of course, why do I say that? Because I watch enough podcasts, I learn enough. Remember, I'm an ex-truck driver and a health and wellness business freak for 20 odd years as well after that. So what do I know about Bitcoin? What do I know about financial markets? Nothing. I've learned a lot, definitely. I'm still learning. But what I hear is this. BlackRock hate Bitcoin. Uh, Jamie Dimon hate Bitcoin. Banks will never custody Bitcoin. Da -de -da -de -da -da -da. This was three or four or five years ago. What do we get today? ETFs looking like they're going to be approved everywhere. BlackRock coming out and saying Bitcoin is a flight to quality. You know, draw your own conclusions. If you look at the money that is tied up in these these um these institutions that are looking for an ETF, you're looking at around 20 trillion ballpark, something like that. You only need a small percentage of that flow into Bitcoin and watch what happens. A Bitcoin ETF could be could finally launch. But then is, you know, the punchline here. What if it flops? 
Well, you know, the uninitiated, the, the uninitiated, ugh, the uninitiated, the uneducated would go, ugh. people that do the research, people that get down the rabbit hole, people that understand the fundamentals of Bitcoin, they look at this last bit, what if it flops, and almost, I don't know, there's a, I laugh in the face of danger. There's some movie that they say something like that. And, you know, it's ridiculous. It's daft. Would BlackRock, the last, largest asset manager on planet Earth, get into Bitcoin and their boss come out, think, come out and say Bitcoin is a flight to quality. Bitcoin crosses all borders. Bitcoin is a global asset. If this thing was going to flop, Absolutely stupid thing to say, but they still say it. Then you've got people like um, Salinas, the Mexican billionaire, saying, you know, buy Bitcoin, sell bonds, reject inflation. Bitcoin is your one option to beat inflation. People, if you're a regular person like me that didn't understand this until I got in the Bitcoin rabbit hole and learned, okay, if inflation is, say, 8% a year, for argument's sake, and you are not getting a pay rise more than 8%, let's say you get a 4% pay rise, you are, your money is being debased. You're losing your purchasing power. And to sum it up, you're getting poorer. Your money is not buying you as much as it did the previous year. So you've got to find an asset that is going to return you more than inflation. And I remember on last week's show, Thursday show, I think I might have quoted that, I think, year to date, um, I think Bitcoin is up about 108%. It was at the time. So if you've got Bitcoin appreciating over 100% a year, even 50% a year, and you're not even getting a pay rise at work because most don't, okay, and inflation's 8%, you're winning. But if you don't, if you put your money in something that's losing money, then you're getting poorer, is basically what I'm saying from a regular person's point of view. You've got to be in something that is giving you more of a return than what inflation is taking from you if you don't want to get poorer and poorer. Oh, I've got something disconnecting over there. Uh, this could be interesting, people. We'll see how we get on. Okay, so you've got a few tweets here. Here's one from um, Bitcoin Archive, Archie, and he said, SEC chairman says eight out of 10 spot Bitcoin ETFs are under consideration for approval. So when they get approved, not if, when, all the experts, they're not experts, I will say the definition of an expert, X is a has-been, and a spurt is a drip under pressure. It's no such thing as an expert. There's maybe authorities. There's maybe people that are trained. But no one's expert at anything. Okay. So these authorities are saying that these ETFs are going to be approved. Okay. So if they are going to be approved, we then need to look at this next tweet because it says here, Bitcoin liquidity supply at new uh, at new all-time high at 78%, hodlers are hodling. The blue is illiquid Bitcoin. It is off the table. Look at it, people. You don't need to understand figures or anything to understand this. The blue is what is offline and is not going to be traded. 
The red, and I can't quite read this actually, which I don't want to get it wrong. I can't quite read it. One is one of them is is liquid, and the other one is seriously liquid or something. But either way, whether you're looking at the red or the orange compared to the blue, just look how much Bitcoin is off the table. So therefore, when this wall of money starts hitting Bitcoin, without going into number go up. Number has to go up. Watch the the, uh, the British HODL video where he talks about, and this guy understands a bit more than I do about finance, when he talks about you have to have an equilibrium. So if you've got $25 million a day buying Bitcoin, Bitcoin's price is going to be around $25 million. If, he, if they're talking of around just under $200 million um, a year coming into Bitcoin when these ETFs are approved, you could quickly see a, a Bitcoin price uh, you know, matching that in not 200 million um, d doesn't matter. My brain, 100, he talks of 192,000 coming in. So that would make Bitcoin's price 192,000. Forgive me for that. I butchered that to death. The point is, this is number go up technology. This is where you will stay ahead of inflation and help your family not be poor, broke and living on state handouts in the future when most are going to be in that situation. You've got this guy here, this Ryan Masmussen from Bitwise. He says 80% of the wealth in America does not have access to Bitcoin and and this is why an ETF will increase demand mega. It will just blow it out of the water, people. And, you know, somebody was saying in the chat before we went live about, you know, um, I'm worried this is going to go up too quick and it's going to price people out. Well, it is because right now I didn't show the, the price earlier, but earlier today we were we were trying to push that 35K mark and it got rejected. We're at 34,289 at the moment. But the reason for that is normally at the top of the show, I talk about how many sats you can get for a dollar. And it was only a few weeks ago. It was 4,000 sats. It's now 2,000. 917. And again, if you're a regular, ordinary person that has just got into this and doesn't really understand it all, what you need to know is this. As the price of Bitcoin goes up, the amount of sats you get goes down. And here we are, 2,900, and it was 4,000 not too many weeks ago. And then we've got this one from Mike Alfred. Now, I have not corroborated this, but he said, and he's some financial guy, he's a value investor, I believe. Um, last week, I spoke with BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. It was a nice conversation lasting around 15 minutes. At the end, I asked him how valuable he thinks Bitcoin can be in the future. His answer came in the form of a question, and that is, what is the value of human freedom? Now, I don't know how to read this guy. I don't know whether, you know, he's playing Bitcoiners. You know, there's a there's an army of Bitcoiners saying we don't want institutions to come in, but they want number go up and it won't go up without the institutions coming in. Well, it will, but we'll be gone. Our kids will be gone and our grandkids will be gone. So what do you want, people? You know, I think every one of us, really, we'd like to be wealthier. We'd like to have more to give to charities, to help our family more, to maybe enjoy our life. Certainly me in the early 60s, I want to enjoy the last part of my life with my family, etc. So you've got to decide what you want. The point is, what is the value of human freedom? I wonder where that's coming from. Does he really understand what's going on? I don't know, because he's in cahoots with the 
banks and the government and everything else, all the donors and all that stuff that goes on that I don't fully understand. The point is, that is what the CEO of the largest asset manager on planet Earth recently came out with. If you don't think this is coming, and I believe when these ETFs hit, this these green candles upwards are going to tear your face off and you're going to just regret not getting as many sats as you could whilst it was still down in the mid to low 30,000s. I believe it's just going to go crazy. I really do. No magic wand, just a personal feeling. The Bitcoin therapist, I love this one. 10 rules of Bitcoin for newcomers. Not your keys, not your coins. How, how much do I beat the drum on that one? Stay humble, stack sats. Absolutely. Bitcoin, not crap coins. Don't trust, verify. Never trust. Always verify. Run a node. Mine's purring over here in the corner. Has been for two and a half years now. I was all stressed when I had to set it up because I didn't know what I was doing. And now it just runs in the corner and I forget it's even there apart from powering it down while I do the show because my upload speed in the UK is crap. Total rubbish. So run a node if you can. Proof of work. Learn about what proof of work is compared to proof of stake. Ethereum recently moved to proof of stake. And if you look at ETH against Bitcoin, it is losing. It is going down all the time against Bitcoin you know, pretty well since they went proof of stake. So learn why proof of work is so unique. Plan for the long term. Uh, the ETF isn't Bitcoin. If at all possible, buy the underlying asset, Bitcoin, hold it yourself and do not buy an ETF unless you have no other choice. I think this is just for the bigger institutions that can't get access to it without an ETF. There will only be 21 million Bitcoin that is going to be divided up by 8 billion people. And we're going to take that one step further. Experts, I hate that word, but people in the know feel that maybe between 3 and 5 million Bitcoin is lost forever. Keys gone, buried in hard drives, thrown in landfill sites. We've all heard these stories. So what if only 16 million coins are going to have to be divided between 8 billion people in the future? That is why, and I love British Huddle's take, get to one Bitcoin. If you have a way right now, while the price is around 34,000, get to one Bitcoin because this thing is going to tear people's faces off when these ETFs uh, come out. And then it's going up forever, Laura. If you don't know what that is and you're thinking, Laura, um, yeah, there was a, a, a meme and a tweet out there on Twitter because some woman called Laura said something, I believe. I don't know exactly what it was, but number going up forever. Bitcoin is going to go up forever if you look and compare it to fiat currencies that are debasing compared to Bitcoin. Remember that little video I ran on last Thursday's show? Um, no, I didn't. I've got that coming up. I didn't want to spoil the thunder, but a great video that will be coming up that shows how all the others are losing over Bitcoin. Uh, Casso said, keep in mind that in the future, devices and certain machines will own Bitcoin. I think that says it's behind the heart, but yeah, sorry. That's what happens when I get in and try and read the chat while we're talking. Okay, so... Um, you know, the Wall Street Journal we talked about, lots of other articles we talked about. We talked about what's going on here in the UK with the police being able to um, take your Bitcoin. 
hey, listen, if you've got it stored um, on a device somewhere that's not at your home and your seed words are somewhere else, how are they going to take it? That's the first thing I would say, okay? And there's always plausible deniability if you don't know where they are um, or it, you got, lost it in a boat in accident and they would have to torture you to get it from you. So, you know, I'm not saying that's what I've done, but, you know, I used to have a lot of Bitcoin, but unfortunately I had a boat in accident and I lost it all, um, which is a right shame. So if anybody feels like donating some, I'd like to get a little bit of my Bitcoin back. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so um, so we've covered all of that, but the last bullet point on the on the thumbnail was CK um, on Bitcoin. We're still so early. If you don't know who CK is, he was the general manager of Bitcoin Magazine. He's just left that role after several years to be to work with Alex Gladstein at the Human Rights Foundation on a new project, which he's excited about. But I've never known anyone as bullish as CK is on. We are none of us bullish enough on where this thing is going. So I watched him recently on a podcast with Nico from Simply Bitcoin, and I nicked a couple of minutes out of it. Um, uh, and I hope you get something from it. Listen what he's saying about the S curve. Okay, the adoption curve and where this thing is going and how the you know, we think that you know, I will say we think that because we're deep in the Bitcoin rabbit hole, everybody knows about Bitcoin, everybody's got Bitcoin. No, we are still so early. We are still in the minority of people that have got Bitcoin and actually understand Bitcoin. And he points out how early we are. Have a listen to this. This guy's really bullish. And he's been on my uh, Bitcoin interview show as well. Here's CK. With all this price action that's already happened and all the Bitcoin that's already been mined. Let me know. That if you look at the S-curve of adoption, so you can just Google that right now, technological S-curve of adoption. Really, like it, the S is like a pretty shallow S in terms of like it's long and, and fat. You should be hearing it now. I've got my monitor saying there's sound, so I'd need to know. And then the part where it goes from the bottom of the S to the top of the S, that is time-wise is a very short period in like the total S. Um, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that, yeah. So uh, just listen to what he says here. Where are we, CK? If we're less than 1%, we're before the innovators. Oh, God. Area, right? <laughs> so if you think you're too late to Bitcoin, CK is saying, you know, we're less than 1%. We're before the innovators. Now, some might disagree with that. But the point is, we think everybody knows about Bitcoin and most people do not. We carry on. We're before the innovators. Um, Bunker so down, Opti. <laughs> Yeah, like that means everything that we've seen has been nothing. Like if you take a, a like a you know your your mouse and you just like hover over the early majority, late majority stage, like that's the mega candle, <laughs> you know, right here. That's like a year of just like the world flipping, or whatever. But like you know, we got you know honestly like with as long as the things have been going so far, you know, just trying to like map that over. Like this this could be like ten years. Let me just stop it there for a minute. He talked about that big upward slope as being the world flipping. What if he's wrong and this happens once these ETFs are approved? Can you just imagine this, people? But what if it plays out that maybe the early majority, they come in by the end of this decade and then it all happens in the 2030s? Listen up. 
you know, so this like early majority. So maybe the 30s are the early majority, the late majority. Gotcha. Like, I think like this, this decade, like we'll, we'll probably get, we'll probably get to the early adopter level, which is like 10% global adoption. And honestly, like, I would not be shocked if it was like all packed 2027, 2028, 2029. He wouldn't be surprised if it isn't all packed, all done, all happened by the end of this decade is what he's saying there. Like the majority of like adoption this decade happens right at the end. Yeah. Basically the, the, the years after the next, the next having, so not this having the next one. And I mean, dude, like, if you take into account how many Bitcoin have been mined, how early we are, like, just raw people-wise, and then, like, you know, how far we need to go in terms of total market penetration, divided by 21 million, divided by a million coins left to be mined, however many Satoshis that is, like, just, like, we can't even begin to comprehend how much a value of a sat is going to be on the other side of the S. We can't comprehend how much a sat is going to be worth on the other side of all this. And that may happen five years, 10 years, 30 years down the road. But you'll want to be in front of it. You'll want to ensure that you have got whatever you can get for your family before all heck breaks loose. Thanks, Casso. Yeah, all heck breaks loose because... It is going to be, and there's going to be so many people living with the regret that why didn't I do everything I could to get as close as I could to one Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin, whatever your goal is, before this thing happened. And of course, as British Hoddle says, you know, this isn't something like a housing boom where you miss it and you can say, well, I'll have a go when the next one comes round. This is a once in a species opportunity to partake in the world of Bitcoin and own your piece of the Bitcoin network that will go up forever. You really want to think about that, people. Um, that is your one chance. And as CK saying, that door is going to close. And none of us really know when it's going to close, but I just feel it is going to close. I've seen a few people. Doug M is in the house. Uh, Sam Wright, Obin G. I don't know how to say that. MW, UK Bitcoin Farmer is with us. Uh, Dave0126, good to see you. Jim Andrews, Vaunt Jern Vorsure, coming in from Holland, I believe. Jean, isn't it? Or somewhere that direction. Anyway, it is great to have every one of you here and thanks for being here. I'm going back to the desktop because I've got one more thing I want to cover with you. And this is relevant to Bitcoin, is it not? Think of this. What you do today determines who you will be tomorrow. Think about that in the context of your life, your family's life, your family's wealth or lack of because you didn't act with absolute urgency uh, when there are enough people out there telling you that this is really urgent uh, I don't I don't I can't even give you a, another analogy of what this looks like. It's almost like this thing is about to go parabolic and you want to be on the right side of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And you want to look at, you know, you will be judged by your 
children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, that you did it or you didn't. You went all in to get what you could to help your family's future, or you didn't because you were the person that was down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Many people will be down the Bitcoin rabbit hole in the future, but of course, they will not get the opportunity that we have got right now as regular people to stack to one Bitcoin and beyond when we've got a 34,333.85 Bitcoin as we speak at the moment. So, rant over, show over. That's it. Thanks for joining me, people. Appreciated. Um, I always forget this, but please, could you go back into the show notes when the show is over and leave a comment because it really does mess with YouTube's algorithm. There are way more people viewing than there are likes. So come on, guys, help me to help you, me, and everybody else uh, with Bitcoin's adoption because if we do our own little bit and we all support shows and share those shows, more regular people are going to find Bitcoin because I do believe what Corey Clifton from Swan says is right, and that is, let me get this right, it's a race to win the war before, I don't know, we've got to, he said, we've got to get 10 million Bitcoiners, I believe, so that, you know, when they push as hard as they can, there's enough Bitcoiners out there, the new system will just carry on and we can leave the old one behind, if that makes some kind of sense. Perhaps I'm rambling, but you've got to do your bit. I'm doing my bit by prepping this show that takes, ask my lovely wife, hours and hours and hours and hours for a 37-minute show your bit is just to retweet it or share it or go back into the show notes and leave me a comment afterwards so that it keeps it current on YouTube for longer. SciFly67, good to see you back. Uh, well, that's it, people. I'm done. Please retweet it. Please share it. Please go in the comments and leave a comment. I'll be back on Thursday, all being well, with another bullish show. Come and join me. Tell your friends. Uh, I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. You can see it here. There you go. UK Bitcoin Master. This is your bullish Bitcoin channel, the alternative to the crappy BBC. I am out of here. Social media links coming up. Don't forget to go into the, don't forget to go into the comments after. See ya.